0: for two, kickers are extra, I give them the boot. ooh, going for two, sit back, relax, while I grab me a brew, ooh, now I'm reclining, while put in my time and I'm ready to go, my spine are lining, and much my my lineups, my bank account grow, I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with, ooh, listen to this, multiple options, how far can I get, ooh, DFS Dynasty, reader tonight I am not finishing last i'm finishing past any and all i am looking to last what else? this spot is popping and i am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking so what are we talking what kind of alarming and running it deep even players forgotten or cave in the bottom or hitting that topping. and this spot is popping yeah this spot is popping and woo. this is the armchair. chat yeah. put up your arms yeah sound the alarm yeah
1: What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 306 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77 We, of course, are part of the Going For Two Live podcast network, and we're here every Wednesday and Friday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and, of course, on all major podcast networks. Uh, If you are watching us on Twitter, unfortunately, we cannot see your comments in the chat, so go find us on YouTube. Uh, you see the, the right there, the bottom there going for two live on YouTube. You can go find us there when you're there. Make sure you subscribe, like and comment. I'm here with my co-host. I haven't talked to him in probably a month, at least not person to person. What's up, Ryan? Yeah,
2: it's it's good to be back. I think Christmas show. Was the last time we talked.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Before Christmas. Yep.
2: It's been a long time.
1: It's been a long time. It's, it's for good sure. to be back. Good stuff. Uh, also joining us tonight, uh, Mr. Jeff Hasley, uh, senior writer for footballguys.com. You can follow him at Jeff Hasley on Twitter. What's up, Jeff?
3: Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate that, being guest on show number 306. How awesome is that? Uh, so, yeah, definitely thanks for having me on. And, and uh, Jeff and Ryan, looking forward to this.
1: Good stuff. So real quick, for the for my listeners that may not know who you are, Jeff, give them a quick rundown of, of what you do in the fancy space
3: oh wow let's i wear a lot of different hats all kinds of different uh fantasy style of game of play uh, for footballguys.com you can find my work there um as far as uh, a writer and content producer that kind of thing i also uh i also do work for champions round on the content side of things and i'll be focusing on the nfl draft here in the next couple months uh, so look for more content coming out for that as well and and uh definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, of course on Twitter as well, at Jeff Hasley as you mentioned. And uh, Twitter's a great place, of course, to communicate with everyone and and uh, I like to do that. Enjoy that. Good
1: stuff. And you just got back from uh from Vegas, you said pre-show.
3: That's right, yeah. Um every every year the the football guys crew is is uh thankful to have uh Joe Bryant, the the owner, you know, bring everyone together and uh kind of get together for the football wild card playoffs game so uh we we get a big room in, in the in the uh in the hotel and the penthouse suite nice. kind of hang out and watch football and, and uh just you know have a good time and enjoy enjoy life for a bit and, and meet some people that haven't met before or or have and uh, uh you just kind of uh you know kind of grow that friendship That it's a it's a good time it's a great time i've probably done that 10 10 times we wow. used to do it once every other year and this is my 16th year working for football guys. Wow. So yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've lots of experiences uh, in Vegas and, and events that we can always remember and talk about. And then, of course, some that we can't, right? Because, hey, it's <laughs> With Vegas. The, what happens
1: in Vegas stays in
3: Vegas, exactly. <laughs> right. So yeah, I was uh, thankful to, uh, to participate in that this past
1: weekend. Awesome. Good stuff, man. So on today's show, guys, the reason we brought Jeff on with all his experience, we're going to be doing a little bit of Dynasty 101, some startup and rookie draft strategies. Uh, We're going to talk about different scoring formats, different settings that you can do for your Dynasty leagues. Uh, Taxi squads, if you've never had taxi squads before, you know, I know this time of year is a time where new Dynasties are starting up. Uh, So maybe you're new to Dynasty so we can explain what taxi squads are and how to use them. Uh, of course, we'll end the show tonight with a forgotten fantasy player. But first, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, check out their industry leading best ball leagues with huge tournaments, private leagues and pick for every major major sport. Uh, sign up for the promo with the promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's as simple as that. Sign up, use promo code GF2 and you can start drafting your best ball teams. All right, so we have a new segment that we're going to start this offseason. If y'all were here last year, we did the uh, the 5-101s, where our guest gave us 5-101s on five different categories. But Ryan, being the diva that he is, was uh, upset that he didn't get to participate in all that. So I came up with a new idea. This year, we're going to be doing nonsense drafts. Basically, we're going to pick some random topic, uh, and we're going to draft a three-round, three-team draft uh, of some kind of nonsense thing. Uh, This was actually inspired by these guys on TikTok that I follow called The Bread Basket. They do a starting five where they draft a starting five like basketball. And uh, so we'll kind of uh, format this for a little bit more towards football. Uh, So let's go ahead and get into that. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right. So today we are mock drafting sidekicks. It could be TV, movies, video games, real life sidekicks. Anything goes. Get creative. There are no rules. And because you are our guest, Jeff, you get to go first. You got the 101 here.
3: Yes. So the 101 of sidekicks, you know, I, I kind of thought about this a little bit. I'm like, who would be the 101 of sidekicks? Like, who's the ultimate sidekick? For my answer, it's Robin, right, of Batman and Robin. I mean, if you think of sidekick, you think of someone who's important, but yet not quite important enough to be the main guy. And that's kind of Robin. Uh, so Robin is my first pick there.
1: I'll Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. That's the one on one. I mean, we, we use it in yes. our in our writings and our, you know, on a, on the podcast. When you say he's the Robin to so and so's Batman, you know, that's right, right. there. That's basically you got to be the one on one if that's what you're saying. So, yeah, I agree. I think Robin would be my one on one as well. All right, Ryan, what you got for your sidekick?
2: Yeah, that was a smash, I'd hope you forget that one somehow. <laughs> so was I. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going with uh, Luigi. The taller, greener fella Ooh. over Mario Brothers. He's always more fun to use. I think it's a little bit quicker in Mario Kart. Yeah, he's a
3: dick. <laughs> hey, the green pants versus the red pants. Absolutely. Red pants,
1: yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I I love it. I love it.
2: And his girl doesn't. His girl doesn't get stolen all the time either. He's boy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point.
2: There you go.
1: All right, so I got the back-to-back picks here, the 103 and the 201, uh, and I got a bunch of names written down here, but I think the one I'm going to go with here, uh, my daughter and I have been sort of binge-watching all the Star Wars series. We're actually watching the animated series now, so my sidekick for the 103 is going to be Chewbacca uh obviously he's you know han solo's sidekick in all the movies uh everyone loves chewbacca they try to you know emulate the voice and all that stuff but uh chewbacca was was my 103 and then bringing it back on the other side uh i had a couple options here and i i want to be different i only get you know i only get three picks so i want to pick some you know people that maybe y'all hadn't thought of uh but there's a movie out there that's uh it's a little bit older now probably the '90s. and it's uh, it's Tombstone and his sidekick Doc Holliday and the Val Kimmer version, you know, you know the the I, I'm your Huckleberry, I, you know, that's one of the famous quotes in that movie. I'm going with Doc Holliday. He he played that part so well. I just whenever I think of Doc Holliday, I think of the Val Kimmer version of it. Uh, I know he's been it's been done many times, but I'll take Doc Holliday with the 201. All right, Ryan, back to you at the 202.
2: So at 202, getting a little weird. I'm taking Silent Bob and that
1: Bob.
2: Nice. My man doesn't say a word. He's absolutely hilarious.
1: That is, that's an awesome one. I did not have him on my list. That is a great pick for sure. I love it. All right, Jeff. All right. Now you got the back to back here.
3: Yes. I, can, I can't snipe myself. So uh, I, I, have two, I have two picks in a row. Um, and I don't know if there's anything that can really be wrong here. It's just kind of more of a preference. Oh, oh, yeah. Like if I say something and you guys are like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Hopefully that's the case. Um, so I'm, I'm going with uh, also going back to 90s and this being a TV show. And like I said earlier on, I said a sidekick, someone who's kind of like, you know, kind of important, makes maybe a little bit of comedy involved there. Uh, but they're not as important as the main character, right? And it's kind of like the the two kind of go hand in hand. I am going with Seinfeld's best buddy, George Costanza, (laughs) as my sidekick. That's
1: awesome. That's a great one.
3: And uh, I wasn't sure which order to put this in, but uh, also kind of sticking with the 90s, starting with Saturday Night Live, turned into a movie, Wayne's World. Not Wayne, but his buddy Garth. Garth. Is uh, is another sidekick there that I have and I think is uh, worthy. We're not worthy. I think Garth is worthy.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I have him on my list as well. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. If you grew up in the 90s, you know all about that. All right, Ryan, back to you.
2: Uh, I'm going with Bucky Barnes aka the Winter Soldier. He's not only been the sidekick <laughs> to Captain Americas now. He is an absolute monster and he's just there for his best buddy when he's not brainwashed and he's down (laughs) he's down for it
1: i like it i like it that's that's a more modern pick i like it good stuff all right so i'm going to finish it off here and i got a couple names still on my list that i like that y'all didn't take but there's one uh that stands out to me and it's probably not one that y'all had on your list but this this movie came out it's a series of movies but the first one was uh the first and second one were probably the best two uh, and that's Austin Powers and his sidekick, Mini-Me. <laughs> that was one <laughs> that's of the an excellent one right movie there. magic right there. That was just awesome. And that little rap that they do at some, some point in the middle of the movie was just hilarious. So I'm going with Mini-Me as my final pick there. Uh, any other ones that y'all want to mention real quick that y'all had on your list that we didn't draft? Just curious if y'all had anybody y'all wanted to mention.
3: Uh, oh, you got you got Short Round from Indiana, uh, Indiana Jones. Nice. Um, you know, Shorty.
1: I had uh, I, I had goose there. I had goose from the original Top Gun on my list. He was yeah. one that I that's was looking at. That's a good one at. too. I
2: and mean, you got Samwise uh, Gandhi from Lord of the Rings. Yeah,
1: that's a good one too. I had him on my list too. Samwise Gandhi for sure. Jamie in the chat says what about, is, uh, uh, Tonto from Jesse the Lone Pinkman.
3: Ranger. What was Not a good one? Jesse Pinkman, of course, the sidekick to
1: Walter White. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so like I mentioned at the top here, we're gonna do some Dynasty one hundred and one stuff, and we'll start basically where all dynasty drafts are all dynasty leagues start at and that's the startup draft Uh, we're just going to talk different strategies that we all like to use in our dynasty leagues and just anything general if you're in the chat and you got any questions feel free to chime in we'll try to get to you as many questions as we can uh and jeff i'm just going to open the floor to you just to kind of give me a brief sort of way you attack your startup drafts and, and different things you look at as far as uh strategies
3: well, I think it's always always good to know like the values of each pick that you have during the draft, not only yours but everyone else's, and what it would take to either move up or move down. And if it's like a slow draft, you know, you kind of have a little bit more time and ability to figure that part out. You know, if a, if a trade kind of comes to your way or if you propose a trade to someone else, you should have uh, those specific tra- numbers waiting for you to uh, to understand and. Un- is this something that I should do? Is this something I shouldn't do? So I think it's always good to know the values of each pick. Um, and of course, it depends on how many rounds you're talking about and what type of draft it is. Superflex is the IDP. Lots of different strategies are involved there. Right. Um, so th- that's, that's definitely, you know, something that I will make sure that I have a- available to me and that I do at you- least have some knowledge of.
2: Do you have something like that to suggest for people watching, listening, or like with like the numbers for it and like the values based on it kind of like how the nfl has their their point system for draft picks do you have something like like a trade uh, trade calculator type Mm -hmm. thing right for just picks yeah
3: i know it's Um, a weird
2: thing have you ever seen the nfl one yeah it's
3: based off a number uh like it goes up to you know like pick one is worth i forget what it is 2500 points or something right right? and then it goes down from there um, yeah, something similar to that. There's lots of different things floating around. And I think if I remember, I have it somewhere where I have like what the values are of each pick. Like if I do, if I want to trade the 1-3, well, what do I have to get up? Or right. excuse me, if I want to yeah, I'll trade up to the 1-3, what do I have to give up to get that? To get there. It's going to be equal. So it kind of depends on you know what you like to use. Um, you know, but uh, they're all kind of similar. Yeah. Uh, and I would recommend any one of those trade calculators. and. It's also good to watch and, and look for um, rankings. As much as I like it, rankings and rankings are important, I, I'm not necessarily going to swear by my rankings. Um, I might see a player and think, you know what, I, I got to take him now because the way that he is, uh, you know, kind of uh, in the in the minds of people right now, he might be someone that the hot could, name uh, be a hot name that could be taken again before it's my next pick. So sometimes you have to be a little. You know, kind of give and take with your rankings a little bit. I, so I tell people don't necessarily live on your rankings sheet. Or right. um, you know, if you if, if you have like an inkling of, of a certain player that they're going to be good, or you know, this is their time, this is the opportunity for them. Um, maybe a veteran on their team moved on to a different team, and now they're elevating up into a higher depth chart uh, on the on the team hey, maybe that's it's a, it's a good opportunity to target that particular player. And also players who are hurt, injured the previous year, yep. you know, like a John Meachie, right? No one's thinking about him right now. Um, Calvin Ridley, people might be thinking about him, but like Meachie, no one's thinking about him. Yep. Um, stuff like that. You know, I kind of tend to gravitate to those types of players and then try to figure out when is the sweet spot for when you want to take them. Because you don't want to take them too early. But then you don't want to take them too late. Yeah, it's very so. It's that's that's the that's the game. That's the, the element a surprise sometimes, and that's why we all get sniped.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, at times. There's one thing I wanted to touch on when you first started talking, and a lot of people that come from redraft don't really think about this. And when you first tell them, like, "Oh, it's going to be an eight-hour clock" or "It's going to be a twelve-hour clock," you know, slow drafts. They're like what? Mm-hmm. Like I'm used to like a two minute draft <laughs> clock, and in Dynasty a little bit different with the draft clock. And mm-hmm. uh, Ryan, I'll pass this one to you. Like, like how do you prefer your Dynasty drafts to be? Do you like the slow the slow drafts? Do you like the 24 hour clock, 12 hour clock? How do you like it to work?
2: I like great all question. Drafts. If if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be honest, I just <laughs> like drafting in general. Like this time of year, the eight hour clock's great because you can take your time. It makes it last a little bit longer, and kind of get some strategy for it. But honestly, any kind of draft. Once redraft gets going, it's fun to do the rapid fire. Just, yeah. I don't like I yeah. I don't like having I don't like less than a minute though, or less than even two minutes because
1: too quick. You, you that have point. to get your
2: brain together a little bit, and sometimes if somebody's quick taking quick, you may not have everything ready. Agreed. Like that, and yeah, the one thing I like about
1: that. the the slow drafts and and what I was telling, I just actually recently just started a new dynasty which is a bunch of guys that hadn't played dynasty before. I think a couple of them were in the chat. Uh, it's kind of why Jeff this podcast You're trying
2: to find easy money. See, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, when I mentioned the eight hour clock, they were kind of, you know, shocked by it. But, you know, it does allow you time to trade, you know, where you can actually go in and, and look at the trades. And because we're going to be doing our draft pre uh, NFL draft, we are going to be drafting. Uh, and this is another strategy I want to talk to you, Jeff, about uh, doing it pre or post draft. We're drafting the draft picks in the draft. So you obviously, you know, you got to think, do I want to take the one-on-one here or do i want to take you know nick chubb or whatever the the case may be a player or a pick um how do you like doing your drafts do you like them pre or post nfl draft or does it matter to you
3: i i prefer to uh when i when i have a a draft i prefer to know where the rookies are where they're located what team they're on so that's that's my preferred um style um but then again you know it, it can also benefit you especially if you know the players pretty well and you know drafting based on um just your knowledge of the players not necessarily where they have landed is uh, also something that could be kind of a feather in your cap um but so when you're in the the draft that you just kind of spoke about in the startup you're drafting the actual pick not the player exactly
1: yeah the actual pick so if you want the one 101- one you got to draft that pick in gotta the get it now, course right. of your draft. Yep, exactly.
3: Okay. All right. Yeah. I that's that's something that I have I'm, I've done I think maybe once or twice and I'm not even sure if it was a real draft it might have been a mock. Um. So I I haven't done that too often but I like that it's a good strategy it's different and
1: um. Yeah, I have a guy that's
3: uh. uh every, everything has its own strategy, uh, right?
2: And there's advantages to all of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Uh, I did. And disadvantages.
2: That, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Especially in some are terrible. But it also, if you're you're really high on a guy and you drop him because landing spot, sometimes it really doesn't matter as much as they think it. Is. Yep. Um, I w- I on you know, the one thing you were talking about, Jeff, Jeff H, about um with like trading back and like the values with that mm-hmm. and not knowing where. One of the biggest things for me when I'm trading back is I'm, be- I'm a big fan of like tier bay tier based rankings or buckets or whatever. Is seeing if I have three or four guys who I have grouped very close to me. And I don't think it's really going to make a huge difference. Why not get that extra draft capital move back? If
3: yeah, if you can find a partner, yeah, absolutely. if I can find a
2: partner, why not? And if my peers see somebody in one one guy alone in his, and I have to move up for it, that's what's going to make me move there more than any specific reason. To kind of just keep ahead of the curve for it and find those advantages when it works. And that's that yeah, comes down also- to.
1: I'm sorry, I was, uh, that, that comes down to, like, tier-based drafting when you have your, but, your rankings, but then they're broken into tiers a little bit, too, so you know, like, this is the last player in this tier and I want to go up and get him, or, you know, we just entered in a new tier, maybe I can drop back a little bit and get a guy still in the same tier as what I'm in and pick up some extra draft capital at the end of the draft, yeah. something like that.
2: Especially with wide receiver. Like, I have two guys in my top tier and then you have a clump of, like, eight and then you have another club of, like, seven or eight. Right. And you would really use that to your advantage at certain positions.
1: Yep. Jeff, I cut you off. What were you going to say?
3: Uh, I was just going to say uh, one of the reasons why I might decide to move up into the draft is because at the pick that I currently have, there's two or maybe even three players that I would take there that I would want there and that I would need there, you know, based on maybe position need. Um, I need a running back, but I also need a wide receiver. The guy I want is not going to come back to me. What can I do to make this happen where I can move up and, um, you know, trade some assets, a player, whatever picks to move up and get that other player that I desperately are, you know, kind of seeking. So um, that's another reason why I would want to move up. Absolutely. But again, it, it, it depends on, on your interest, depends on how the draft's unfolding, depends on what you have available to trade. And of course, the draft itself. So strategies
1: absolutely strategy. T- talking about positions ryan you know for those new dynasty owners out there that that come from uh that come from redraft obviously you know running backs are king in those leagues and you want your running backs early but in dynasty it's a little bit different because of longevity talk a little bit about positions and how you address right. each position
2: so like draft for drafting wise i kind of have like a timeline how i handle positions during like the draft season like right now like i have a draft we just started this morning and i don't it's january i don't care about positions i want the best players with the best best trade value i have 9 months to try to figure out my roster and hopefully have good enough players uh the closer we get it's going to go probably leaning wide receiver in dynasty but if there's a spot where there's a breeze hall or a young running back i'm not really against it but i think it's much easier and with the way drafts have gone recently just for mocks, I think it's easier to hit wide receivers early because you can get veteran running backs in that sixth through eighth round who just slam. Yep. Like, you have Kamara and Dalvin Cook going there, so you can load up on these young wide receivers early or if it's super flex quarterbacks and just kind of let them fall because nobody wants the old guys, even though they produced. It was. Derrick Henry's been that old guy for three years now. <laughs> yeah, Start up drafts. and just falls and you fill it. You just fill in the blanks, and you only have running backs for a few years anyway. So just rotate. Them. That's rotate what he them. For.
3: Yep. That's a really good strategy. And that's also one that I kind of use as well is uh, I will tend to have my core of running backs all before their second contract with the exception of um, one, maybe two veterans. Like you mentioned, Ryan, a Derrick Henry or even like an Aaron Jones now. yeah. Uh, someone that you can get a little bit later on, and you, you look and you're like, I would have taken him around to go, and he's still there. Whew. All right, let's do it, right? And then, like you said, wide receiver being extremely important, it is. I mean, the most longevity on any position in a Dynasty League is likely wide receiver or quarterback. Um, but uh, yeah, you want to have that core as well. And I think when, you, when you're drafting running backs in a Dynasty startup, you want to have you want to have you want to have quantity, but you also want to have quality. And at some point, quantity actually is, is more important because then you I'm mean, and of course, quality is, is important. But I'm just saying to have more running backs that could potentially turn into something uh, versus, you know, going with one or two guys and the rest veterans. You don't necessarily want that. You kind of want your mix of of both. But at the same time, you want to have that youth. You want to have those Rashad Whites and those James Cooks and those, you know, the younger guys on your team, uh, the Damian Pierce. You want to have those guys on your team because uh, you think that they, that they could, you know, turn into something. Um, a back that hasn't done that yet. Uh, maybe like a Brian Robinson, right? Or, you know, another running back. Oh, let's see if I can think of one. Jerome Ford, um, maybe
1: for the, the. Oh, I
3: love Jerome. Ford. Excellent call there. Even a Khalil Herbert. Who is also likely coming into his own, right? With with Montgomery uh, as a free agent, we could he could be the starter for the Bears next year. Yep. Um yeah. and uh, having having just having guys like that, you know, that core, love the Jerome Ford call. Didn't he look great in those preseason games? I have him in a few Mr. leagues, everything? so I'm like,
1: come on, make make it happen so next year.
3: <laughs> awesome, awesome call there. Pierre Strong, another. Um so you you want to have guys like that. If you can have like five guys like that in that age group and then Jalen you know, Warren. Derek- Warren's yes. a good one mm-hmm. and then like a Derek Henry and Aaron Jones a Dalvin Cook or something like that in, in your uh, back pocket who, uh, someone who's had their second contract that you can just kind of re- rely upon when needed but it's not part of your core Is, you get my what I'm saying that yep, makes yeah. absolute so, sense that's I, definitely something I that I love that strategy something that like redraft it.
1: oh go ahead Ryan I'm sorry
2: Oh, as I was say, with skipping ahead, like I know it's like we're talking about rookie drafts, too, but that feeling in the running back. And it's always like everyone talks about first round running back in rookie drafts. It's that second and third round running backs in rookie yeah. drafts that Different really drafts. make a difference because Damian Pierce was what, second or third rounder last year. Yep. Undrafted and if, you, if like, you
1: drafted really early and some some rookie drafts, Rashad he went undrafted White too. Rashad White. Yeah, good one.
2: And it hits like because mm-hmm. just the opportunity running back so much of its opportunity. And you get, like, Alexander Madison, who's been, he's been that dude we've wanted to hit every year and just has it just okay. for one or two games. But, like, it's just, but we still know if he has a chance, it's there. It's just you have to get the guys you hit and get lucky, and that's what the late picks are for, and that's why you want to get as many as you can. But that's where you load up on those young running backs, like we were talking about, who aren't getting drafted high. It's fine to get Reese Halls or Bijans this year, but... Mm-hmm. you're going to win money in fantasy getting those middle middle round pick running backs. Yep. Even more that's so right. than receivers because they're easier. They have an easier chance to break out.
1: Yep. Absolutely. As I was going to say, one thing that, you know, going from redraft to dynasty that, you know, they don't always realize is the depth of rosters leaves the waiver wire pretty barren, you know? So if you lose a, <laughs> an important player, if you don't have that young depth to to fill in, you're, you're in trouble really. I mean, that's, Kind of what dynasty is is you're you're drafting these young guys with the opportunity that they might get the chance eventually and with running back obviously we mentioned injuries are it's the most injured position on offense at least and it's constantly turning over where you your third round running back that you i mean your third uh string running back might get a chance to to play and even if it's one or two games if he's in there for the full the full workload he's he's worth it to play in there so yeah uh agree 100 percent uh, just one last thing I wanted to touch on, Ryan, if you could just kind of how do you balance I know we talked a bit a little bit about it already, but balancing old players versus young players. I've seen it in drafts where some guys go super young constantly through the whole draft, then there's guys that you know draft like redraft and they get the older guys they wanna win now. How do you balance yours?
2: I'm a big fan trying to win now. I will say that just because I'm paying money. I want the best opportunity to win it back, but that said you got to go off what your, how your draft goes and how those first three or four rounds go. If I'm getting, not hitting on who I want, and like, I don't think it's a championship contender right away off of getting a couple stars who fall, I'm probably going to lean young. But I'm going to let the first few rounds decide that after around like 12, 13, I'm just pounding the, the younger players on there and just trying to get as many as I can and get depth in those ranks like those young running backs we talked about or wide receivers have an opportunity but a lot of it's going to be off of how the first being on draft goes because if i trade up and i get two top 12 players and i think i can win a championship i'm going for it yeah and i'm going to take i might reach a little bit higher than those veteran running backs or veteran receivers who are getting slept on because of age because they help me win now three years down the line, I might hate myself for it, but you know what, if I win one or two, I don't care.
1: Yeah. That's something that I think dynasty players sometimes forget. You know, even some of the veterans, they, they're in a constant rebuild where it's always the next guy, the yeah. next guy, the next guy, and they're constantly rotating their roster. At some point, the the purpose of fantasy football is to win. Like, it's not to have the best portfolio. It's not to have the, the deepest Re- team. You know what I mean? It's, Re- rebuild
2: it's, shouldn't take more than a year.
1: Exactly. Like, you, you gotta go for it sometimes. If your team is, you know, in that spot, you know, don't trade away your old guys thinking oh you know i'll get a, will get a good guy for next year if you have that roster that can win you know hold on to those old guys and go for it um jeff what are your thoughts on that as far as old players versus young players are you kind of in the same mold as ryan
3: yeah i mean i kind of agree with what ryan was saying absolutely and and i also think that it matters based on position too because you could kind of target some older veterans a quarterback you know, like an Aaron Rodgers or perhaps even a Tom Brady. Shoot, he's still a valuable. Um, insane. So I think I think it's okay to to target older veteran players at quarterback. And it kind of depends on on the position. I mean, running back too as well, and wide receiver as well, and, and tight end. But um you don't in my opinion, you don't want to have too many of those. Even if you can make a run for the title, sometimes having too many veterans is not the greatest move but i mean if it leads to a trophy i'll go for it but um you also want to think about the, the year after not just this year I mean, yep. it's important to get the trophy but it's this is your team you know people want to win the super bowl but they also want to have a dynasty right yep. they want to look, have a, a, a team look, that look, wins at, as, look at the rams
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah right
3: now that's a great example
1: yeah absolutely exactly. they, went, they went for it all and they you know they're paying mm-hmm. for it now but yeah they, had the they super got Bowl. One. They got one. That's they all got one. So They're
2: not. Gonna, they're not going to be good for three or four years now because they're just in cap hell and it's not great. Yeah. But you know what? They got what they wanted out of it.
1: Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. right, let's go ahead and talk about the, the rookie draft a little bit. You know, rookie drafts. You know, typically happen right after the NFL draft. I've seen some that wait until after preseason, but uh, in general, Ryan, as far as picks go, um, assuming you start off with just your three picks or four picks, whatever it is. Do you prefer to consolidate your picks and move up? Or do you prefer to have more bullets in the gun, so to speak, and, and move back? Or does it kind of depend on how the draft goes?
2: I mean, if they're... So if a year like this, and there's a guy who's a superstar, like we believe, a lot of people believe who John Robinson is going to be, and you have an opportunity to trade up to get him, and his perceived value, even before he plays the snaps, higher than... I don't know, all but 15 players in the league, I fully support going and getting them. If there's a big gap somewhere, I think there's a gap outside of the top three. But a year like last year, when it's absolutely loaded after the first thing, I say move back and game picks. Yeah. It goes a lot off how I view the draft class and how deep it is. So if it's very deep class and maybe not enough high end, I'm going to try to get as many bullets in the gun as I can. If it's high end and falls off, I'm trying to move up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this past draft in 2022, you know, we all kind of thought it was, is not a great draft, but uh, it turned out to be it's a fantastic. great draft. Yeah. If you had traded it back, you know, in, in that draft, you got some good picks. You probably got some good late round value. Um, what about you, Jeff? What what are your thoughts on rookie draft?
3: So if this is, if it's a, a, a draft that has kind of a short bench, you know, the, not a whole lot of uh, players on your roster and, and, and maybe you don't even have an IR spot. Heck, I have a dynasty league that is like 21 deep and there's no IR spot. You know, that third round, fourth round is not that good. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to move those third and fourths up to get, a, you know, a, a high third or a, a low second, something like that. So I'm trying to consolidate in that regard. Now, in other drafts, other leagues that I have, where I've got like a 54-man a roster IDP dynasty, You know where i just want picks you know um yeah give me some of those um so i kind of it depends on the size if you got a deep roster i think it's good to uh trade back perhaps and and, gather some picks it also depends on where you are with your team and what you need and uh um if you think you might be able to scarf up a player later then it's good to have those extra picks
1: absolutely and something i use in my league and hopefully none of my guys are watching in my in my my home dynasty league but uh, whenever I'm trying to do a trade, you know, whether it be off season or mid season, I always try to get them to throw in that that third round pick, you know, just just to get that third round pick. Even if it's the future third round pick, it could be 2024 third round pick yeah. because I know when it gets to that so point, important. that value is going to increase, and then I can consolidate third round picks to move up into the second round. And I've been doing it for mm-hmm. years. And it, it just, you know, at the time when you're throwing a third round pick and you think, like, ah, it's a third round pick, who cares? But when I got two or three or four of them, you know, going into a draft, I got firepower to move up in the draft. So uh, that's something yeah, I, I do absolutely. as far as a strategy. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to go to you on this one. Uh, as far as uh, how do you determine your draft order? Let's, let's start with just the first year. Is there a way that you do it for the first year? If it's not, if you're not drafting uh, the draft picks in the first startup draft, is it just reverse order of the way the startup went, or how do you do it uh, after the NFL draft is over?
2: Um, I actually like the way that you do it. I've never actually done one either where you don't take the picks, or you, like you do for the rookie year, you have the players in there, or you pick the draft picks. Fair. I think that's the fairest way to do it. Doing reverse, I don't think that's fair. Like it's really not because. You hit that 12 spot you're still getting two back-to-back really good players there yeah and you hit that with the 101 like you could come out away with right now cd lamb a decent quarterback like trevor lawrence and then pop it with B. John robinson and you're in a better shape with three really good players than a lot of people so i think that kind of makes it hard to do like that so i think either include the picks with it the players or the picks
1: so, Jeff, you said you do most of yours after that. I'm curious, how do you end up doing yours if you do startup before the NFL draft and then your rookie picks are after the NFL draft? Do you just do reverse order or do you have some other way of figuring it out?
3: You know, I'm trying to think of the last time that I had that um, where I had, I had a startup where we had to figure out what that was. Um, I think the startup included the rookies. The actual so names there of the rookies. Was no, yes, yeah. there, was no, there was no rookie pick after in this particular
2: draft.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. I, I
2: don't think I've ever done that other than like with pick numbers. I'm yeah. Like,
1: I've really seen really it like before them. in a couple of the, I've never done it myself either. I always do the, the picks before. Cause I like to, mm-hmm. to draft immediately after the super bowl and, and you know, whatever. But um, I've seen it where people do the reverse order. So whoever had the 12th pick in the startup gets the number one pick in the rookie I, draft.
2: I would trade the one oh one. I would, I would try to trade. If I was the first pick, I'd try to trade the last pick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to see if they just switch draft positions. This like, year, I'm especially. i thousand percent, would every time.
1: Yep. This year, especially, I because. Yeah, I
2: think I would.
1: Bijan is that guy that we think is going to be like. I mean, this is the guy that's been hyped up almost like the, Sa- the Saquon Barkley year. You know, I think a couple years there in a row, we, you know, we weren't really sure who the 101 is. You can make an argument for different guys. Obviously, JT was the number one. Then CEH gets drafted to the Chiefs. He jumps them. He was the 101. But the year Barkley came out, he was the 101. Everyone knew he's the 101. And I think it's the same thing with Bijan right now. If you. Were to get the 101 in the startup and you could trade back knowing that you get the 101 in the rookie draft, I would most definitely do that as well, Ryan, yeah, 100%. It,
2: zero hesitation.
1: 100%. Good stuff. Um, anything else y'all want to talk about draft-wise before we move on? Any other tidbits y'all uh, want to pass on?
3: Just the fact. I mean, we talked about fast versus slow. Um, I would prefer the slow draft if it's a, like a really important draft that I'm doing. And if there's a chance that I'll be able to you know, take part in some trades, whether it's either me moving up or me moving down. Having that slow draft kind of allows you to uh, take a look at those opportunities a little bit more in depth. So I, like, I prefer a slower draft when it comes to a startup or something that's going to uh, you know, be of significant importance of how i draft yeah so, Absolutely. but at the same time a, a faster speed draft yeah, that's a different strategy so i mean yep. most likely there's there's either no trades or many fewer trades right so right
1: uh, um, yeah just to go yeah. out, you know, to those dynasty guys that you know that are the sort of the redraft guys that go into dynasty that don't like the slow drafts and you see a lot of guys like rushing people to hurry up and get through the draft For me, I'm like, enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no games. We're probably in this middle of the summer or, you know, now we're going into spring. (laughs) There's no games. We're not worried. We're not rushing. You know, I I always like when I wake up in the morning, look at my phone. Oh, crap. I'm on the clock today. You know, it's kind of like a good feeling. Uh, I get to go, Mm -hmm. you know, look at my team and look at my roster. And, you know, you know, for Scott Fishbowl during the July, you know, during July, I wake up. I'm I'm on the clock. It's kind of a cool feeling. Last about two weeks. Um, so enjoy it. Don't try to rush it and get it through because all you can do is rush it through, and then what? Then you're done. You wait until the season starts, Might as well just and then, stretch and it then
2: out. You're drafting in January, and you plan to cut down leagues. So <laughs> yeah, do 15 more.
1: Exactly. By the time you get to the season starts, you got like five or six extra leagues that you didn't want to have. That is absolutely true. One
2: uh, uh, other thing, I don't know if you. I want to say I, I, I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, but with rookie drafts, I don't think position matters. If you're draft BPA 100%. because you if you feel somebody's going to hit mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if they're running back, receiver, quarterback, if you think and believe that guy's gonna hit more than somebody else, take them. It's it's a marathon, not a race in dynasty. Yep. Like, it's not a sprint. Like, I want the best rookie and the best chance to have somebody I can either play or flip later picking for a positional and missing out on a superstar talent, even if they're hurt. Like, don't do it.
3: Yeah, I got it. Probably- Especially if your league trades a lot. Yeah,
2: yeah. look, look if your league at trades a lot. Look, Jameson Williams right now is going fifth round in startups, and he went from a place where he dropped outside almost outside the top 12 in in rookie drafts to almost as soon as he gets healthy from being injured. Sky rocks. like just take the best player who cares if they're going to if it's going to be a wait or not.
1: Yeah, I was trying to look up who was the um. The Bucks running back, the rookie that was drafted a few years ago that ended up not doing anything, was it Keyshawn Johnson? Jones? What was it? Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. Yes. Yeah, it's a perfect Keyshawn. example of Keyshawn Vaughn. So in one of my home leagues, the, the 106 needed a running back, and he took Keyshawn Vaughn. I was sitting at the 107, and I took Justin Jefferson. So I, I remind him of that every time. of like, do not draft for position. That's awesome. So uh, that's the perfect oh, example man. right there. Um, all right, guys, you went to something fun for your home league. Uh, at Going for Two Live, we do a live one hour personal league podcast dedicated to your league. We break down every team in your league as well as rank them from worst to first. If you visit goingfor backslash plp POP stands for Personal League Podcast. Uh, you can get the details and book your podcast there. We do Dynasty, we do Redraft, we do Superflex, we do Vampire Leagues, we've done Empire Leagues, we've done all kinds of leagues. We did a 20-man uh, Dynasty League last year. It was pretty awesome. Uh, again, that link is going for 2.com backslash PLP. Uh, go there now and book one. We have a special going on right now as well. If you use promo code EARLYBIRD23, uh, you get 23% off the, the, the price there. So it's a, it's an awesome thing that we do. Ryan's been part of a couple of them. Uh, it's you an know- extra
2: 25 bucks for me, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to pay extra for Ryan. <laughs> you got to
2: pay extra for me. It goes directly into my pocket. But <laughs> other than that, you're good.
1: Yeah, That's we get about f- we get about four analysts that come on the show, and they they talk about your team. We go, you know, team by team. We say one hour, but I don't know if we've ever made it in one hour, Ryan. I don't know if you've okay. you've been on one that we've actually made it in an hour. They're usually closer to an hour and a half. Because uh, we like yeah. talking about teams and breaking them down and talking about trade ideas and all this stuff. So it's a it's a pretty cool thing, guys. Again, going for two backslash PLP. All right, let's talk scoring formats and positions. And let's just start off with you, Jeff. Just if you could only play one style of Dynasty, whether it be IDP, Superflex, you know, whatever it is, what is your favorite one to play?
3: Oh, man. You know, one thing I haven't done is the Superflex IDP League. Mm. Um, That would be fun. I have not done that. But I I guess, I don't know. Sometimes I I like the Superflex. Sometimes I I don't. Sometimes I like the IDP. I just like the the, the mix, the blend. If I had to pick one, I probably would not choose Superflex. I think I would just do a single quarterback. Uh, I like the tight end premium, and I also like the dual flex. Nice. Um, And maybe we skip kicker or defense altogether, and let's add another... You know, uh, you don't need to kicker or defense if you're doing dual flex and it's just more fun that way. Um, But I'm I'm okay with a kicker or a defense because that's just another strategy that I can kind of use to my advantage. But um, I also like to make sure that, you know, I have IR spots. Uh, If you're in a league that doesn't have IR spots, you know, it's you either have to convince your commissioner or you have to just deal with it. Um, So I I like that. taxi squads which is i think something that we're going to talk about as well if you have a deep roster i can see how taxi squads can be uh, an advantage for you absolutely where for those of you who aren't aware taxi squads being like if you have a you're, they're only for rookies you can put your rookie in your taxi squad you don't have to start them you don't even have to have them on your roster it's kind of like they're on your team but they're not um and when you're ready to bring them over it's kind of like taking them off the practice squad bringing them on the real roster it's kind of like that um you're only allowed to have x amount and uh you know it's it's good if you have a deep roster and you're like well i don't want to drop this guy let me put him on the taxi squad he's a rookie maybe he'll pan out yep uh i, I like that a lot especially with idp leagues which tend to have more of a, a higher roster um allotment yep. um allowance I'm trying to say two things at once um <laughs> and uh that can be beneficial so yeah, that would kind of be my, my ideal league. But I also enjoy Superflex. I enjoy IDP. IDP Superflex. That would be fun. There you go. It's like
2: you enjoy fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, it's something yeah, you, exactly. you.
1: <laughs> exactly. What about you, Ryan? What is your, uh, your your ideal situation with leagues?
2: So I like bigger leagues. Like 14, 16 teams. Like right in that rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one quarterback, harsh quarterback scoring. Like ever since Scott were like two years ago, where they got a half point for completion lost a point for an completion. I fell in love with that scoring because it really separates the bad quarterbacks where I can say, Oh, I'm just going to throw this, throw this guy at here. And he'll at least give me Make you points. Think twice. Yep. It makes you think twice. So I'm a big fan of that. So it makes the position matter a little bit. Cause it is the most important position in football. So I like that. I like maybe one or two running backs, one or two receivers starting and then heavy flex. I like the option of being able to build a team high ones. So if I could do like, one running back, one receiver, five flex, six flex, I love that. Like, <laughs> I awesome. like the options. And I'm also down with tight end premium as a reason.
1: Yeah, that's the big thing for me is, is tight end premium. You know, I think it, it, you know, people say, oh, it just increases the, you know, the value of the top three or four tight ends. And it does, uh, but also increases the value of the tight ends that are the 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 guys that, you know, are almost unstartable unless they catch a touchdown, whereas if you get the two-point PPR, they're a little bit more, you know, viable at that position. Uh, and I'm with you, Ryan. I use the Scott Fishbowl scoring for quarterbacks now almost exclusively in all my leagues, uh, especially flex like leagues, because I like that, the ability that a mid-range running back can score, you know, similar to a, a you know, a mid-to-low quarterback. Whereas before, you put quarterback in flex, you just started. You didn't care. If he got you 15 points, it's still probably better than a low-end running back. But now, with that scoring, they can get you negative points. And we've seen it in Scott Fishbowl plenty of times. Quarterbacks get you negative points, where they hurt you. Uh, So having that mid-range running back in the Superflex spot is sometimes more advisable. So I'm with you 100% on that. Uh, And and I'm with you, Jeff. I kind of like a little bit of everything. Uh, You know, last year was my first year getting into – uh idp really ryan added me to one of his leagues as a a orphan i took over uh it's 11 man uh, offense 11 man defense pretty deep league Mm uh it's a lot of fun though i you know i didn't think i would like it it's funny because i have on my sleeper app i i put my teams in the order of importance right so my home leagues at the very top Mm -hmm. and ryan's league has now made it to the second spot because i i like looking (laughs) at that league so uh it's it's up there now so that i like that league a lot um, but yeah, I, I like to mix it up if you're going to do multiple leagues. But if you know if you're only going to do one or two leagues, obviously get into the league that you want. Um, there are a few rules that I want to make sure that I I you know check before I I get in there. And one of the rules I want to talk about with both of you is the veto rule. I am a big proponent of absolutely no vetoes in a dynasty league. You paid your money. If you want to be the Texans or the Browns, have at it. You you go trade your <laughs> picks away. Do whatever you want. You paid your money. Uh, you know, with the exception of collusion, if it's obvious collusion, that's a different story. But if you make bad trades, you know what? That's on that's you. That's on you. Yeah. Is that is that kind of how you feel, I'm not, too, Jeff? You feel there?
2: You'll, get, you'll get trash in the comments so bad anyways that you won't do it again. So it's fine.
1: And honestly, a lot of the times, you know, I've had a few yeah, times I'm, in my home I'm league my where, as well. where uh, you know, in the home league, it's a bad trade. Everybody kind of bashes it. And then you look two or three years down the road. You're like, well, that trade ended up working out in the opposite way. Like, we all thought that it was, you know, skewed this way. But, you know, so-and-so ended up not having a good season the next year. And this rookie that he drafted for ends up having this big season. And it ends up seeming to work out that way. Because everyone values players d- differently. You know, we all evaluate players differently. If we're trying to buy low on a guy when he's a rookie or a second-year player, it can change very quickly. So, yeah, I'm a big proponent of of absolutely no vetoes. Um, and the other thing that... Uh, I like as well, and I I actually just forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, waivers every day. I I you know during the off season, you know I've been in leagues where it's waivers once a week for dynasty leagues. I like the waivers to run every single day because I like I'm looking at my team on a Tuesday. I don't want to place a waiver claim have to wait till Monday or Sunday or whatever it is to, for that to go through. Uh, I like having waivers you know every single day they run, and you know fab obviously fab budget's important as well. So
2: yeah, I only want fab. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say I don't. I don't I don't look at a lot of rules when I go into leagues. It's just like oh, you're my friend and it'll be fun. I'm gonna join. Like yeah. it's <laughs> who's in it to me. Um shout out to Jamie who's in our chat right now, who's on the clock. Um, but shout out to him 'cause I he joined the league with me recently and he asked me a million questions and I wasn't and I wasn't the uh, commissioner of it. I'm like, dude, I haven't even looked at this. I'm gonna have to like tell you what's going on. Like it's more who's in it for me, but like I really respect when people do care about that because it matters, man. Absolutely, you got to do what's fun for you. I just want something different every time, but like, do what's fun.
1: Yep, and I think vetoes take the fun out of it. Really, I mean, it, it's it,
2: all the fun out of it's,
1: it. It's it's never going to. Be... You
2: made a
3: good point, Jeff, Go about you know each league has their Houston Texans or their or their uh, Cleveland Browns. You mentioned, you know, I mean, just in like in the NFL, there's some bad trades that happen, and yep. you know what? Every other team wishes. Man, I would have done that.
1: Yep, exactly. You know,
3: well, you didn't, and yep. and uh, you know, maybe maybe you'll make a trade with that team yourself. Or yeah, so I'm 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 with you guys on the the novitos. Hundred um, percent.
1: So we talked about a little bit. Let's talk about taxi squads just in general, and and any kind of strategy that you have around them, Ryan. I'll go to you first here. Uh, taxi squads. First, do you like them? How many spots do you typically have, and and how do you use them?
2: Um, normally. It depends on what, like, how many are in it, but I'm just, I want guys who I don't think are going to contribute enough where I want to start them. And that's, that's how I decide, like, rookies, second year guys. I'm like, he could play a little bit, but am I ever going to, my question is, am I ever going to feel comfortable starting him? And if the answer is no, throw him on the taxi squad. Yep. If I think there's a chance, he might sit for four weeks and then, take over i might not leave him there but if i don't think he's going to produce this year next year he's on Chill. yeah yeah jeff i'm
1: gonna go to you real quick what's your strategy on taxi Squads? you kind of with ryan there
2: yeah
3: i'm a little bit i mean i i don't like i like the taxi squad for rookies only um
2: and uh, i kind of prefer that too
3: um i i like it if there's a, a if your rosters are fairly deep if they're not that deep, I don't think it's necessarily something that's needed, and that's kind of what makes the the, the whole league more fun. Like you got a guy like Jerome Ford, who we talked about earlier. Well, um, is he someone that you could put on your taxi squad? Great if he is. If he's not, you know, then you, guess what? He, he's either on your roster or you are giving him up. And uh, you know, I think there's a little bit more that makes it a little bit more fun as opposed to just like hoarding players. Yeah, I don't necessarily like that idea, and I don't think that's as fun. But you know, if it's a deeper league, and like I mentioned, IDP, which tends to be deeper rosters, I think it can be, uh, you know, advantageous and beneficial to have have a practice or excuse me, have a taxi squad for uh, you know your team, and I would say maybe three or four
1: deep. Yeah, yeah, no more That's than it. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a perfect
2: hoard those. I'll
1: give a perfect mm-hmm. example of when uh, when we put taxi squad into my dynasty leagues. We didn't have it at first, so. I forget what year it was. It was uh, whatever Tyreek Cohen's rookie season was. I drafted, actually, no, I got him undrafted after the draft was done. He was like fifth, fifth round, I think. That's um, like what, two, 2016, something like that? Yeah, 15? something like that. So I had him on the bottom of my roster. We didn't have taxi squads. Uh, week one is when they canceled uh, the Miami and the, the Miami Dolphins in and the, and the Bucks game. So and I had a bunch of guys playing in that league I in that in that game. I had Jameson Winston. I had Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had someone from the Dolphins. I don't remember who. But I had a bunch of guys that I had that, you know, and I had to add players. I was like, well, crap, I got this fifth round rookie on my bench that, you know, he's not going to do anything for week one. So I'm going to drop him and I'm going to pick up some guys to fill in for this mm-hmm. for this game that's being canceled. And. Sure enough, Tyreek Cohen comes out week one, has two touchdowns. Someone adds them off waiver wires, and I never have him ever again. So that was like, oh, taxi squads, it is next year, guys, because that's never going yeah, to happen yeah, to me. Yeah, man. No
3: kidding,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's a that, horrible story. I'm, I'm kind of with y'all with taxi squads, <laughs> rook, rookie only. Uh, I, I do a two-year limit. You can keep him in there for two years. Uh, after two years of you having activated him, then he needs to either be activated or you need to cut him. Um and I'm with you as well, Ryan. I like to stash the guys that that I liked coming into the draft process that may have gone, you know, either undrafted or, you know, their day three late picks. Uh, stash them because then if they ever pan out, I can be like, yeah, I knew about him, you know, way back when he was a rookie, kind of thing. You know, kind of like Jerome Ford. I got Jerome Ford stashed on a few leagues, and if in, you know, next year, or two years from now, he's, you know, he's a good running back, I can be like, yeah, I've had him since he was a rookie. I picked him up, put him on my taxi squad. Um, so I, I kind of like having that for that reason as well. It, it kind of lets you add players that you wouldn't necessarily keep on your roster uh, otherwise with, with this taxi squad. So good stuff. Um, so that's pretty much it. I wanted to just get y'all real quick. If you have any other kind of pointers, uh, anything that y'all kind of learned through the years of playing Dynasty that you want to impart to any new players out there, uh, I'll go to you first, Jeff
3: um i don't know maybe one thing that i would say is that um you, your value of a player is not necessarily the, the value of the uh, that your, your uh, league mate has on that same player sometimes you can throw a second round pick at a team and say you know i kind of want a guy that hasn't really performed that well but you think will like two years ago you could have gotten deontay johnson for a second round pick mm-hmm. two years ago you could have so who's this year's deontay johnson you look at well, George Pickens, same team even. Um, uh, Jahan Dotson, right? I'm although he, he's someone that I think is a lot of people are gonna be high on because of his high touchdown rate. But um, you know, guys like that. Uh we mentioned John Michi. I don't he's not a second round pick guy that I would be targeting, you know, because of the injury and everything, but um, I still think he's got value. He definitely has the pedigree. He's he almost like he's a new rookie coming in. Yeah.
2: He huh? there's a good chance he could be paired up with his former quarterback. Next uh, year.
3: Yeah yeah that's an excellent call um excellent call i didn't think of that i thought (laughs) of it as
2: soon as you mentioned it it
3: (laughs) sure i mean but just no i guess what i'm trying to say is just because you have a value on a particular player and it could be either high or low doesn't mean that your your league mate will and that's kind of where you could think that you could uh perhaps steal a pick or, or steal a player from someone in your in your league and it's all based on what your thoughts are on how that player might perform in the coming years yep. versus others.
1: Yeah, there's a lesson I learned a long time ago. Uh, my dad taught me this lesson that something's only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Uh, I had brought a bunch of my my baseball cards to this comic, this comic shop or whatever that sold baseball cards, and I wanted to sell them. And they, you know, they offered me way below market value. And I'm like looking at Beckett magazine, like, no, but it's worth this much. You know, I want this yeah. price. My dad's like, it's only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. If they're not willing to pay that price for it, then it ain't worth that much. And that's exactly kind of what, so what is in Dynasty as well. Mm-hmm. Ryan, any pointers you got for uh, for any of the new guys out there?
2: Um, no, get to know your league mates.
1: Like yeah. tendencies you know, like,
2: too. Yeah. Like when you're talking about how people value players. If you just have conversations with their league mates, not like trade conversations, just talk to them, like, you know, their people and football and stuff. You'll learn who they va- their value, what they'll do, and you can use that. But that's one of the best ways to get trades done. That's one of the best ways to have the draft go your way, is figure out what they like and who they want so you can use it to your advantage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, my, only, got one. my only pointer that I have really is, you know... Don't be afraid to make moves. You know it's dynasty. Have some fun. Make some trades. I mean, this is what we want. We want to. You have won't remember
2: fun. three months from now.
1: Exactly. I mean, I you know those guys that go into the off that just kind of go dormant. That don't really trade or they're too afraid to trade that star player because they you know they've had them since they were a rookie or whatever. Uh, in in my in my home league, I'm one of the biggest traders. I traded away Christian McCaffrey after he got traded to the 49ers this year because I had him since he was a rookie. You know, he was injured for those two years. And I said, once he regains his value, I'm going to sell him, you know, for whatever I can get. Uh, and I did, you know, Christian McCaffrey could have helped me this year. I You know, I traded him away, though, because, you know, I'm not saying trade away all your star players, but don't be afraid to do it. If you can get good value back from, you know, from your players, have fun with it. It's just, you know, you can always rebuild later. So it's something that, you know, I always tell new players is don't be afraid to trade. Have some fun with it. Alright, guys, it is time for our final segment of the night, and Jeff has promised that he brought uh a one of the one a good player for us this tonight. So let me go ahead and get to that. Get ready for Goingfor2.com. Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. Alright, Jeff, you got 16 years of content creation, and I'm sure longer than that playing playing fantasy. Come come strong here. What you got for your forgotten fantasy player?
2: <laughs> no Nope. All right,
3: so no pressure. Yeah, yeah, right. I've got a player played nine years in the league. He's retired now. His best year was in 2005, where he had 15,88 yards from scrimmage. Never had more than 800 any other year, including before and after. um I'll tell you the team. It was the, uh, the Oakland Raiders. This is a team that had Randy Moss. This is a team that only had four wins. Kerry Collins was their quarterback, and this was their running back. Okay? Um, never ever...
1: Was it McFadden? Had, like, another
3: year like no, that he, again. McFadden was, like, he, oh, he got drafted, like, oh, 06 or 07.
1: Okay, so... He had, he had
3: 272 carries, 70 receptions, 342 touches, all career highs by a super wide margin. Never had more than 150 carries ever in his career. Wow. He went, on, he went on to play four more years after this. Oakland, of course, which he was on. New England and Denver, if that helps.
1: Oh, man.
2: No, this is a name can't. you're going to be like, oh my god! I totally it wasn't forgot like, about that guy. It wasn't Natron, means I don't know why the name popped in my head. I feel like I'm too no, cool. that he would be, little,
3: he'd be he'd be sooner than that. Yeah, was it yeah. Na-
1: Napoleon something? Was it? Na- didn't he have a good no, year? Now
3: you're going way. You're going too far back. I'm going Napoleon too far back Kaufman. now.
1: Yes, that's who I was. Napoleon thinking
3: Kaufman, the guy who O-fi- had. The, the, you said 05. Uh, oh man. Uh, head coach was Norv Turner. If that helps, uh, doubt it, but. Um, <laughs> So this is this is a player who had an absolute career year and he didn't fall off the face of the earth. He just never had that huge career year again.
1: Wow. I'm throwing in the towel here. I've, I've, ta- I've yeah. exhausted my guesses. What you got for us, Jeff? So
3: uh, his alma mater, Maryland. I don't know if that helps.
1: Doesn't help me. I don't follow so Ju- college. Just,
3: Justin, Justin Fargus is an interesting guess there. But no, that's not him. I'll give you the answer. It is Lamont. Jordan. Oh wow, yes, that's a great
1: one. That is Juan awesome. Jordan, there that you, go. you came strong. That's a good one. We have not had that one, and I would have never have guessed that in a million years. I I didn't even realize that he played for the Raiders. Honestly, it was it was that long ago. That's awesome. <laughs> I remember
3: the year. I mean, I remember the you know how I'm like, where did this guy freaking come from? What the heck? You know, um, I, and uh he was a second round pick with the Jets, right? I mean, he was a you know decent player. Um, and uh, you know finally found his uh his his calling with the 2005 Raiders.
1: Lamont uh, Jordan. Great pull. Great pull. I love it. Good stuff. All right, fellas, that wraps the podcast up. I want to thank you Jeff for coming on and uh spending an hour with us tonight. Uh we'll go around the room real quick, give us your Twitter handle if you wanted to plug anything that you're working on. Go ahead and do so. We'll go to you first, Jeff.
3: All right, let's uh you guys can find me at footballguys.com. Um I'll during the offseason, I don't do a whole lot of um, uh, I do. I do more behind the scenes work at football guys during the off offseason. Uh, I get we, I do like team reports and player pages reports and stuff to get prepared for the next season. Um, but uh, you can find, you know, you can find my work there during the season um, at Jeff Hasley's my Twitter handle, just like it says there below but you throw in a little at sign in front of that i should have done that <laughs> um and um, i'm also doing a uh, a draft project for champions round which i kind of do part-time nice and um so we're going to make sure that we tackle some of these players that you're going to want to know about heading into the draft so we'll look at the the uh the top 100 uh players in the big board and just kind of discuss them a little bit and throw them into a social media type of uh format you can watch them on YouTube Shorts. Um, uh, instagram tiktok you know wherever you get your social media from so nice. check that out as well champions round and uh yeah thanks for having me on Appreciate awesome, it. Man. O- wow. as always thanks guys definitely
1: ryan what you got going on
2: um find me on twitter Fox 534 i, I come alive this time of year once real football's over <laughs> um find me a, a podcast here when is night find me over the rookie big board we do we're gonna be doing all kinds of rookie content there me and Jeff are gonna be putting out some rookie shorts here. We're breaking down a whole bunch of players. Very excited to do that. And yeah, it's it's draft season.
1: Absolutely. This is the funnest so, time. So, of this soon,
2: soon, as, soon as as soon as the Ravens are limited, it's officially draft season for me. <laughs> it's the only way to make myself feel better, so it's officially draft season. I'm stoked.
1: Yeah, my team is still in it. You know, the forty ers are still in it, but yeah, nobody definitely. Cares. It was Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares.
3: I care. I care. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what you got to say Jeff.
1: <laughs> yeah i was just going to say you know it's good to get back into the into the studio with ryan and uh, like you mentioned we'll be doing some rookie breakdowns uh, probably in february at the Super Bowl's over with uh you know look for that we'll be doing all kinds of dynasty contents you know rookie draft rookie mock drafts all kinds of stuff got some great guests planned to come on as well uh and that's that's really all i got just something you I wanted to question. add go ahead
3: i got a question ryan what does the five three four mean
1: in your twitter handle
3: on your tr- on your twitter oh handle.
2: oh those were my old sports numbers back in the day
3: five right, baseball okay. number
2: 34 is football and it just See, there you go i couldn't just do foss it wouldn't work so i did that yeah good stuff yeah, i
3: like it i was
2: like what's he about?" Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i asked him the same
1: question when he first did it. i like, did it just randomly giving you five three four or did you actually choose those numbers good stuff all right fellas. I mean, who knows. We'll be back here again next week. Uh, I'm not sure who our guest is yet. I'm waiting to hear back from somebody, so I can't plug our next guest, but we will be back here next Wednesday. Uh for Jeff, for Ryan, I'm Jeff. See y'all later.